What's up, beautiful? And welcome to Relationship Badass, the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and I'm here every single week to bring you juicy episodes that are loaded with tips, tricks, ideas, powerful mindset shifts, and all the things related to helping you have empowering, sexy, thriving, deep relationships. So buckle up, grab yourself a glass of tea, wine, bubbles, and get cozy as we dive into this week's episode. Oh, hey there, gorgeous soul. (laughs) Thanks for joining me this week. And if you're new, welcome. Welcome to our beautiful family. And if you're returning, welcome back. This is the Relationship Badass Podcast. And I'm Nikki Sunshine, joining my beloved listeners again after a two-week hiatus. Yeah, that is the longest break in Relationship Badass podcast history. Whoa! (laughs) Some of you know that I just spent a very dynamic and beautiful 16 days on the island of Maui. I was given the opportunity to go out there and watch my friend's property while they traveled for work. And so I took that opportunity and man, what a journey it was. Yes, so those of you who follow me on Instagram know a little bit, but I had a very deep, heavy, painful growth experience while I was out there. And it had a lot to do with my relationship with Warren and my own attachments and my relationship with those attachments. So there was so much there. And um, yeah, I, I had the pleasure of connecting with some of you or a few of you at random moments. But for the most part, I was pretty much off social media and my phone for almost the entire trip. Um, really just first being present with this deep, deep pain this deep, all these feelings, sadness, anger, um, worry, fear, so many things coming up. And so just really being present with those feelings. And then later when Warren, my partner, joined me out in Hawaii I, uh, for the final week of the trip, I really wanted to just be present with him and our experience and what was going on. And uh, Warren and I both are highly motivated and inspired entrepreneurs and so our life at home um, doesn't allow currently because we don't set it up this way for a ton of time where we're free of the distractions of our phones and our computers and our emails Um, we both are very connected in that way so it was so awesome for me what a just really cool experience to remove myself from that for it was like nine days in a row that I didn't go on Instagram at all and I did that because I genuinely didn't have the call to and so that was 
just really fun to experience as well. And um, yeah, I'm back. I'm back now. So if you guys have been wondering, I'm back on Instagram. And <clears throat> yeah, there were there were so many lessons and experiences and transformations that occurred during this trip. So um, I'm I'm considering doing a hosting a live Zoom video group call for about 20, 25 people um, to share my experience on Maui and my reflections and lessons from that trip. So if that is something you're interested, I'm only considering it at this moment because I want to gauge if that's something you guys are interested in. I feel there's so much to share. So um, yeah, if you would be interested in that, um, please do pause this right now and reach out to me. Either shoot me an email at relationshipbadass at gmail.com or drop me a DM at relationshipbadass. That's my Instagram handle. Um, and just let me know that you'd be interested in that. If I get enough expressed interest, I will um, put it together in the next like probably two weeks. So yeah, I just need to hear from enough people that they're interested to know it's, it's going to be worth my time to kind of... Um, organize it in such a way but I feel there's a lot that happened and so much potency to share and um, yeah I would love to share it with a number of folks who are interested so again if that's you if you're like yep I've been following along sister I want to know all the downloads all the lessons um, pause this right now and shoot me an email or an Instagram direct message and just let me know hey I I'm here for the zoom call you can just say that save it um and I'll, I'll get the message so yeah that is where I'm coming from now I have a number of awesome interviews already recorded ready for you guys I'm so excited to put them out and um today I just I wanted to get an episode to you all this would be almost week three of no episodes if I had not recorded this one uh, the interviews I have aren't quite ready. I'm waiting on headshots, bios, things like that. And really what I'm going to talk about today is something that not only came up in my experience on Maui, but has been coming up in just really a lot for most of my clients right now. So it feels very present. So I'm excited to talk about this. Um, one more quick announcement about the present moment. Um, just, just literally 10 minutes before I started recording here, maybe like a half hour, I was greeted by a bellowing wave of period cramps. And so, yay, menstruation is here. I love my cycle, all the phases. Um, and so, you know, I was all ready to go here and I was greeted by these cramps and initially thought, all right, I just won't record. And, you know, I... I'm having a very interesting experience with this menstrual cycle right now. Um, I actually started bleeding this morning and I didn't experience any period cramps. It was so strange for me because that's never happened in my life ever. I am I'm always get really intense period cramps, always have. And then I notice I'm bleeding and that goes on for about a day or two. And so this, this menstruation in itself is unique. Um, 
And so anyway, I actually feel okay. Um, I've got my heating pad on and I'm rubbing my menthol hemp delicious lavender salve that I make right on my cramps and I've got my blood tea. So I'm all set up and I'm in my bed. Um, But I thought, wait, I can totally still record this episode. This is like one of the beauties of the business I run. I can record episodes in my bed (laughs) while menstruating. So I just want that to be known. Um, You might hear some moments of, "Mm," and just me being with the pain and so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and record this episode anyway because there's no rules and I don't see why not so fuck it (laughs) Um, but I just thought I'd share that with you guys so um for my gratitude shout out today I just want to give gratitude for all of the forces that presented the opportunity for this trip to Maui for me. And more so, I want to thank the energy of the trip. And I'm just so grateful for not only the gorgeous sunsets and the the blissful moments, having just swimming and floating in the ocean and the beautiful waterfalls and deep jungle trails I experienced. Not only for those, but I'm also grateful for the moments of deep, bellowing pain and dark sadness and and hurt and loss and all of those experiences. I want to say thank you for all of it, for every dynamic piece of the puzzle that made my trip to Maui what it was. Um, Each piece was so beautiful to me. And so I'm just, I'm thankful for it all. And I just want to almost extend that and say gratitude to life for all of her experiences, for the the greatest of moments of beaming absolute pure joy, as well as the moments of debilitating, deep gouging pain. I'm thankful for every single piece. So thank you, life. And thank you, Maui. Um, What a trip. So again, if you want that live video call to happen, uh, pause this right now and shoot me an email or an Instagram DM and just let me know and I will set that up and I will make sure that you get an invite. So, all right, you guys, couple more things to announce. Um, My live event is coming up. No, duh. So self-love, attachment, trust, Communication, authentic relating, vulnerability, deepening intimacy, relational skills, community, badassery in general. It's all going to be there, you guys. This is going to be so much fun. You have less than two weeks to get in on this. And not only is this going to be so much fun, it's going to be so fucking powerful. Life-changing. One of those events you leave and you've got chills and you feel different just walking out the door. I'm so excited to bring this to you with the most badass team on my side. And this isn't for sure yet, but my partner will be there. So there's a small possibility we'll have a live Q&A for my partner and I at the event. Possibility. Haven't even asked him about that yet. Just going to be real with you guys. But it's an idea I had (laughs) not too long ago. So we will see. 
Um, but I want to see you there. I want to meet you there. I can't wait to squeeze you. So head on over to relationshipbadass.com slash nov, N-O-V, dash 23rd, dash 2019, dash live, dash event. Or you can just click the link in the show notes. It'll take you right there. Go on there, grab your tickets. The early birds are sold out. Regular price still tickets still available. So go ahead, grab your ticket. I cannot wait to squeeze you, love on you, experience you, for you to experience me. It's going to be magical. I will see you November 23rd. Now, my Badass Boundary Boot Camp was going to be launching this week. And um, I haven't announced this to you guys yet, but I've announced it all on my other channels. I have decided to postpone this round of Badass Boundary Bootcamp. So I decided to postpone this a couple weeks ago after my first week in Maui. And mainly the reason being that after all of the deep inner work and, and pain and growth I experienced, boundaries no longer felt or still feels like the most present and alive thing for me and so while it did while I when I initially put the program out there um, I didn't expect what was to happen in Maui and now there are other ideas that are much more present and alive for me so because of that I chose to postpone my badass boundary boot camp and I feel fucking great about it and everyone who was enrolled understands it the understood completely and it just feels like a fuck yes in my body so what does this mean for you well because I am postponing this boot camp without an idea of when I will be bringing it back up I wanted to offer everyone a way to get in on this new yummy badass boundary paradigm so I have a basic of badass boundaries mini class It is a three-module go-at-your-own-pace mini-class. It's on my website. It sells for $36. Um, I am offering that for the rest of this week to you and anyone for $7. Uh, Why $7? Because I wanted it to be so dirt, stinking cheap that it's a no-brainer if you're wanting an education on boundaries. So this is the education you never got. And this is the, the key. The key to the freeing, empowering paradigm about boundaries. Guess what? Boundaries don't have to be mean. Boundaries actually invite in more authentic connection. You want to know a big misconception about boundaries is that they're like a wall, a gate, and they close off the option for connection. That is a huge misconception. So join my badass boundary mini class to learn the truth about this and four other common misconceptions about boundaries. Step into personal responsibility through owning and creating your own motherfucking boundaries. Feel like that badass woman you've always wanted to be. So you guys, go ahead and click the link in the show notes. It'll say badass boundary mini class and that will take you to the cart on my website which has the class on sale right now for $7. So until this Friday at midnight, I believe, is when I'll cut off the sale. Might extend it through the weekend. We'll see. Um, But yeah, so go ahead and grab your copy of that mini class. It's super juicy and like $7, that's less than a triple caramel macchiato frappuccino hold the cashew milk extra whip drink, you know? 
Can you guys tell I don't buy coffee drinks? But I kind of know what's up. <laughs> I drink tea. I'm a tea drinker over here. <sighs> okay. Great. And the final thing I will say is it is about to be my 27th birthday, y'all. In about four days, I will turn 27. I'm sure I'm excited. Another year on this beautiful planet? Fuck yeah. So if you want to celebrate my birthday with me, fuck yeah, I'm using this card right now, you can do so by leaving me a rating and review. Oh yeah. That's right. Scroll to the bottom of iTunes right now. Pause this episode. Scroll down. Go ahead and leave a one to five star rating. Leave me a review. Talk about your experience, how you've experienced this podcast, and I will take that as a happy birthday present. (laughs) That's right, y'all. I am using my birthday as leverage to get ratings and reviews because ratings and reviews are like the currency of iTunes as one of my dear friends and teachers Madeline Moon says so really you can think of all these episodes of free content that you've received for almost a year now if you've listened to this from the beginning and you can think of ratings and reviews as currency as a way to energetic as an energetic exchange for all that you've received So if you have not, please leave me a rating and review. It is so, so helpful in bumping this podcast up on them search results. Ooh, yeah. Negative self-talk. This is what we are chatting about today. Negative self-talk. Fear gremlins, as I like to call them. That voice in your head. What does he or she usually sound like? I'm talking about negative self-talk today because I actually had an experience in my own life recently with negative self-talk, and I will go more into that. Um, Simultaneously, it seemed that many of my clients were experiencing negative self-talk. So I don't know if y'all thought that Scorpio new moon in the last month, but it has been a intense journey (laughs) for myself, triple Scorpio over here and many of my clients. So I felt really called to talk about this because when my client asked, do you have a podcast or something on negative self-talk I could listen to? And I went looking through my favorite podcasts. I actually couldn't find one. I found a couple random ones and they weren't that good. I didn't like them very much. So um, here I am creating the episode that I was looking for. (laughs) So I mentioned I dealt with this recently in a way I haven't for some time now. Um, You know, I am human and I too deal with negative self-talk. And... I've done a lot of work around this. And so I will share later in this episode my six-step process and what has helped me to really shift this area of my life and transform the relationship with myself and how I communicate with myself. And so because of all this work I've done in studying and, and programs and worked with coaches and all of the things, 
Um, it's I don't deal with super harsh negative self-talk very often. Um, again, I have a bit of a system in place for when I see it, when I can hear it starting to creep in on me um, what to do. And so recently while I was on Maui, I had this experience of really facing my negative self-talk. So let's see, I'm going to back it up a few, a few notches here to bring you back to Maui. Um, what what was happening for me at that time without divulging the whole story. That's going to be a separate private Zoom call. <laughs> um, I was, Warren and I were working through some changes to, to our relationship and the structure of it and the boundaries of it. And while we were both saying yes to these changes, we want this, we want the growth, this is the direction we want to go in, it was also really hard emotionally, right? Pulling on the heartstrings. You ever done that? You ever talked about something intellectually? You're like, hell yeah, let's do it. And then it actually really hurts. And so while I was in Maui, we were dealing with something that had happened. And there was this point where I became so scared is the truth. Um, I My heart felt the disc, the waves of disconnection from Warren all the way from Maui. I could feel that in my heart. And I had been holding a lot of space for him to, to basically be unsure in our partnership. Like, I don't know if I want this. And I hit a point where my fear, I couldn't hold space anymore. And my fear acted, acted out very loudly. And so we had this conversation, the conversation where over the phone, where I forgot all my tools, didn't hold any space and really just went to my little girl and said a bunch of stuff. Um, and that's not normally how I communicate. And so after that happened, Warren was taken aback quite a bit. Um, that's not what he's used to receiving from me. And the, the end of this conversation led to days of disconnection um, while we each took space to figure out what now. And so what I started noticing in the days to follow was this negative self-talk creeping in of like, Nikki, what were you thinking? Like, wh why would you show up like that? How could you forget the tools? Um, you know, like... Things like because of you that you're going to lose this relationship, right? So really, really painful things to swallow. And to be clear, my negative self-talk voice doesn't sound this poised. It's more like, what the fuck were you thinking? You're going to lose this man because you're an idiot. That's more what she sounds like. And so I started to notice her creeping in and... You know, it, it, so it's interesting because when I'm experiencing negative, when I'm experiencing negative self-talk, there's a part of me that, that likes hearing that, right? So there's a reason I do it to myself. There's a part of me that wants to hear that, wants to hear that shit talking to myself, wants to be called an idiot, stupid, what the fuck were you thinking? And so 
that's just interesting to know, right? I'm curious if anyone out there can relate. Is there a part of you, maybe even more of an unconscious part, that actually wants that, wants to receive that? So this kind of brings me to why do we talk to ourselves this way? Why? What are what leads us to speak to ourselves this way? I sat with this question um, for for a while and came up with a few ideas of why we talk to ourselves this way. Now, of course, I don't have all the answers. This is not a diagnosis. I am not a doctor. (laughs) Um, But these are some ideas that I came up with from experience in my own life and with my clients and with all of you I talk to on Instagram. So why do we talk to ourselves this way? Number one reason, in my opinion, is fear. That's why I like to call those voices in my head my fear gremlins, right? And so our fear often tries to stop us from doing something that our brain perceives as threatening or not safe. So that could be walking down a dark alleyway at night, or that could be quitting your job to start your dream business, right? Because according to the brain, that's not safe because it's jeopardizing the security of the system. And the brain particularly the back and the back part of your brain, the animalistic part of your brain is brilliant at detecting safety versus non-safety, but not so brilliant at deciphering when the quote unquote threat to safety is actually just kind of a risk and it's not actually a threat to our inherent safety in the moment. The brain doesn't really know how to decipher between those two. So fear, our brain detects fear. And so then fear comes to speak up and and stop us from making a bad decision, right? That might jeopardize our safety. So that might sound something like, you're going to fuck it up, you loser. Who do you think you are trying to do this? You're so fucking dumb. You can't do this. That is fear disguised as negative self-talk. Because fear is saying, whoa, 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 whoa. We've done the math. There is threat here. This is not safe. All right, we've got to reroute the system and make a different decision. How do we do that? Okay, let's put messages into the brain. (laughs) So one reason we talk to ourselves this way is straight fear. And it's not actually your thought. It is the manifestation of your fear. And so it Something that's been actually fun for me over the years is learning to identify when my fear is talking or my fear gremlins are speaking. And it's just like, oh, hey there, fear. Mm, mm, I'm going to fuck it all up, huh? Yeah, okay. I get it. You're scared. Yeah, I know. This is big. This is big. I get it. And I I kind of have a conversation with my fear when when I can notice my fear gremlins showing up in a moment which is a skill that I have fine-tuned over the years. Um, And you can too. (laughs) Another reason we talk to ourselves this way is that for some of us, subconsciously, we talk to ourselves this way in order to feel safe. So if you grew up in a household where aggressive verbal communication was present so your caretakers a sibling your parents someone in your life 
was speaking to you aggressively in order to to get you to do things or to discipline you, right? So if you have a parent who's just like, you're so fucking stupid, or like maybe it wasn't even that intense. It could have just been like, these Bs are not acceptable. You need to get A's. You're not good enough. You need to try harder. Maybe it was like that. Um, but it's that kind of aggressive, you're not good enough type of communication. So if you grew up in a household where you received that, it's possible that for you, you now do that to yourself. So for all of you listening who are like, yep, negative self-talk, I definitely do this a lot. No big deal. Nothing wrong with you. Um, I'd be curious if you checked in to see if you had a caretaker or a parent or a sibling who used for aggressive verbal communication towards you in your past. I'd be curious if that exists for you. Because if you grew up with that, and that was the regular, that was the norm growing up, right? So you just kind of got used to it as a kid. There's a part of all of us that seeks what's familiar for safety. So this is why oftentimes children who grew up in some form of what's referred to as an abusive upbringing or household will find themselves in partnerships that are abusive. So it's not always, not for everyone, but sometimes for these, for these people who continue to find themselves in abusive partnerships, you can trace it back and see that actually they grew up in a house with a lot of abuse and part of their psyche seeks that to feel safe because it's familiar. It's what's known, right? Actual safety is unfamiliar and a bit scary unconsciously. So for these folks, it's typically unconscious. Most people aren't actively seeking out a painful experience, right? But that is another reason we can be talking to ourselves this way is that it feels familiar and therefore safe. So we are playing out what what we used to experience as a child by talking to ourselves that way. Another reason we might talk to ourselves this way is an inherent belief that it's all my fault. So for some of us out there, You might deep down truly believe that like it's all my fault. And so when something goes wrong, you're that person who always puts it on you. And you're the person who when you and your partner get in a fight and let's say, let's say your partner did something to upset you at first, but then as you guys discuss or argue about it, your partner grows visibly upset. You might end up saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I started this. I shouldn't have said anything. And so you're always kind of making it your fault, whether or not it really is. And I mean, you guys know me. I don't even believe in it. nothing's anybody's fault. <laughs> Nobody's wrong. Everything's okay. So if you have an inherent belief that it's all my fault, that almost plays into an inherent belief that I deserve to be punished. Right? So if you really believe, like, I fucked up, all, this is all my fault, then deep down you might believe I deserve to be punished. And if you believe that, then it's likely you might play that out by actually punishing yourself through negative self-talk. 
And the fourth reason that I came up with, and this kind of ties into that second reason, but you learned somewhere to treat yourself this way. So again, this kind of ties into the subconsciously talking to ourselves like this to feel safe because it's familiar, but it's possible that you learned somewhere that this is how you treat yourself. That may have been from observing a parent talk to themselves this way, or it could be from a parent or caretaker talking to you this way. Um, You could have even observed it in like an older sibling with their partner or something. So somewhere along the way, you learned that this is how you treat yourself. And so for some of you, you don't know anything different. Like this is, yeah, this is, this is how I get myself to get shit done. Give myself a little pep talk. Um, so yeah, these are the four reasons I kind of came up with while exploring fear, which I think is the most prominent reason subconsciously seeking safety through familiarity an inherent belief that it's all my fault or I learned somewhere in my life to treat myself this way so I'm curious if you're out there and you have an idea for a different reason why negative self-talk is so prominent or why why we talk to ourselves this way i would love to hear so you can drop me a message at relationship badass on instagram and let me know so what i'd like to walk you guys through now is sort of my my six-step process you could say to quote unquote dealing with my negative self-talk when it shows up so it was fun to write, write this, create this process on paper because I just went through this, like I, like I told you guys in Maui. So after that experience with Warren, um, after that experience with Warren, I found myself throughout the week. We weren't really talking, like I said, going back and forth of just being so upset with myself for the way I showed up on that phone conversation, and so. When I was experienced the negative self-talk, this is the process I used to deal with it in that moment and bring myself back to self, truth, and love. And today's episode is brought to you by Relationship Revolution. Live and love like a badass. Join us for an intimate, immersive experience of connection, authentic relating, and true self-expression on November 23rd, 2019, right here in Denver, Colorado. If you join us in less than two weeks here, what can you expect to experience in our four powerful hours together? You can expect your heart to burst with love the moment you enter the room. You can expect to develop a deep and compassionate relationship with yourself. Expect to feel completely seen and held as you are in your mess, in your anger, in your confusion, in your sadness. It doesn't matter. Feel yourself soften and open through intimate connection practices. 
experience what it feels like not just to be quote unquote listened to but to be fully understood in your unique experience and emotions it's actually like a body shift like I for me I feel a shift in the weight of my chest when I am fully understood and I can't wait to share this experience with y'all Experience heart expansion through rewriting limiting beliefs and disempowering rules about relationships. You guys, this is what my life's work is about. This is what I've been studying and cultivating and creating for the last three years. The no rules rule to relating and how we can actually go forward and create what I call free relationships, which are long-term partnerships that are nourishing and mutually serving to both parties it's really beautiful learn how to mindfully respond instead of mindlessly react learn how to lessen reactivity through understanding honoring and growing through your emotions relate to others in authentic and a vulnerable way you're going to learn practical tools for badass communication and we are going to practice 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 get ready to adapt a new empowering paradigm about how to do relationships Learn to experience profound healing connection through triggers and relating with your current partner or in your future partnership. And most of all, join our beautiful, badass community of gorgeous souls that is such a hub and a space for authentic expression, compassion, relating, truth, It's so beautiful. So you guys, the date is Saturday, November 23rd, 2019, 3.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. right in the Circus Collective Denver. You can come join us and then afterwards you can go on a delicious date night with your boo. We'll be done by 7.30, and talk about all that you've learned. Or we are also partnering up with the Cuddle and Dance team here in Denver. So all attendees get a free ticket to Cuddle and Dance. That is hosted in Lakewood, Colorado every Saturday night starting around 8 p.m. So if you want to keep your intimate connection, yummy cuddle vibes on after this event, you can head right on over to Cuddle and Dance thrown by Dragonfly Events. And you get a free ticket if you are at my event. And so you can go get your ecstatic dance cuddle. There's an open mic. It's so much fun. You can go get your yummy connection on all throughout the night. That event goes till about 1 a.m. So it's going to be awesome. You're setting yourself up for a whole night of relational yumminess and connective juiciness. Oh, it's going to be so good. Now, if you're still on the fence, head on over to relationshipbadass.com slash nov-23rd-2019-live-event. I've also got that linked up in the show notes. And you can read testimonials from people who have already attended my live events and see what they had to say about their experience to help you make a decision about your experience. So it's going to be the shit, you guys. I'm getting so excited. We're putting all the yummy details together. There's going to be an elixir bar sponsored by my partner and Evolved Alchemy. Um, It's going to be fucking popping. There's going to be cuddles and dance and all the things. It's going to be so much fun. So come on, join me. Choose to invest in yourself. Just give yourself this gift, you know. I always say it's a, a ticket costs less than an expensive date night out. So how many times have you thought that an, a nice date night out would quote unquote fix, save, help your relationship? Anyone ever been there? <laughs> I definitely used to do this shit. 
So then you go spend 150, 200, 250 bucks on a date night out and you don't talk about anything. And then that feeling that you two are experiencing comes back inevitably, right? Doesn't actually solve anything. What if you took that money you spent on a date night and spent it on a fucking workshop that's actually going to help you guys create new agreements, adapt new rules, and grow through whatever it is you're feeling stuck on? That's what this relationship is all about, my love. So click that link in the show notes. Grab your ticket today. Upon this episode release, you have less than two weeks to join us. Actually, just about a week. So grab those last-minute tickets. I can't wait to see you guys there. And I am so excited to squeeze you, infuse you with deep love, and be with you on November 23rd. All right. And now back to our delicious episode. So... For me, this process, like every single one of my processes, begins with something quite simple, and that is a decision. Because there is nothing more powerful than a decision. Some of my one-on-one clients are experiencing this right now. I can think of two in particular that right after they decided to sign up with me, before we even really got into the deep work, they started noticing things in their life. Opportunities were showing up. Um, Lessons were coming through. You know, epiphanies were happening. And they're saying, wait, we haven't even done anything yet. Like, what's going on? And, And so I'm sharing with them, this is the power of a decision. When you make a decision, and now I'm not talking about that decision of like, I'm going to eat healthier, 10 minutes later, whips open the bag of ho-hos, like, oh, try better, I'll try next time, you know. It's not those decisions. See, we live in a culture where people like to talk a lot, and they like to talk about making change, and talk about making decisions, and talk about doing things, but most people, most of the time, don't actually do that. So I'm not talking about those decisions that are rooted in really nothing at all. I'm talking about a fucking decision. When you say, I decide and you feel every cell in your body verberate because your whole body knows the power of the commitment you just made. That's what I mean when I say decision. When you make that type of decision, the universe instantly picking up on your universal energy vibration begins to Put things in order to align with you on this mission because the universe supports that. So step number one is decide right now. I'm done allowing myself to talk to myself this way. It doesn't fly for me anymore. This is no longer okay with me. And I realize the process to change might be messy and nonlinear and dynamic and unpredictable. And that's okay. I'm going to love myself through that. And I'm still committed to changing this. Done. This is no longer okay for me. In the same way that I would not stand for someone talking to my best friend this way, I'm not going to stand for anyone talking to me this way, including myself. So step number one, make a decision. Now you guys, I hope you're writing this down. And if you're kind of going along with me as, as we go through the steps here, then pause this right now and, and write down your commitment to yourself. Make a statement of commitment. Write it down and then speak it. Speak it five, ten times until you feel your body vibrating. 
Speak it into truth. What is your commitment to shifting this part of your life? So that's step one. Now, once I've made the decision, it's done. (laughs) It's basically done, but there's a few more steps here. So for me, the next step is to begin noticing. So I become a curious investigator and observer of my experience. And so I start to notice when I use those. For me, there's, there's a set of kind of like trigger words that indicate I'm in this space of negative self-talk. Almost always. I just know myself like this. So for me, words like idiot, stupid, fuck up, dumbass, I hate you. Those are trigger words. And what I mean by that is for me personally, those are words I almost always use when I'm going into my negative self-talk. Um, you know, I have vivid, vivid memories. I can access them right now. This is now more than, well, the memory I'm accessing is more than five years ago because it's taking place in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I used to live. Um, but I can, I can say with certainty this was part of my reality even four years ago. When I first moved to Colorado, um, for a few years I was still dealing with this, but I used to, I can remember so vividly, like driving in traffic and getting so angry. So, you know, another side note, back then I didn't have any daily practices in my life. I was not grounded. I was not aligned with myself. I was dealing with a lot of anxiety because I was in my head all the time. And um, yeah, so I was in a completely different place. Um, But this was a really real part of my reality. I I can remember this like many times being in traffic, getting super frustrated, just like getting so angry and literally pounding on the steering wheel. I remember one time smashing my phone on the steering wheel and it just shattering and thinking like, why the fuck did I just do that? And I'll get, so I would get so angry at traffic. I'd be screaming, like slamming my phone or hitting the steering wheel. And then I'd get, sometimes I'd even bang my head on the steering wheel. I can remember this, like hurting myself. And then after doing that, I would get upset with myself for banging my head on the, banging my head on the uh, steering wheel or for smashing my phone. And so then that's where the negative self-talk would come in. And I would, I just remember, you fucking idiot. What the fuck are you thinking? You're so fucking dumb, you stupid dumbass. I I can just remember it so much. And it was, it was so harsh back then. It had a really harsh tone. And um, yeah, I just, I have these memories. So those trigger words have been true for me ever since I can remember my negative self-talk. Um, and so it, it manifests similarly today. So just a few weeks ago in Maui when I was dealing with this, it was far less aggressive than sort of the memory I just described to you guys, um, though it was still aggressive. It wasn't as bound up tight like it was a few years ago for me. Um, but those words were coming up. You idiot. Why did you, why did you call him in that state? Oh my God. You, that was so stupid. You should have grounded down processed first, right? That's kind of how my negative self-talk was looking. 
when I was reflecting on What's that up, phone folks? conversation. I'm sorry to interrupt today's episode, but I have to come on here to tell you guys about an amazing opportunity I have for two lucky couples. So that's that's the point of recent turn of events just in case I'm not making the opportunity to open up space in my schedule. This means I am taking on two new clients in my three month transformative couples program called From Conflict to Connection. I did show up on a in this powerful three months together. You're gonna understand the difference between agreeing and understanding. Of You're going to learn to communicate like a badass and actually hear are each like other. Some of his biggest You're going to learn how to ask for your needs without feeling like an asshole. You're going to learn how to create yeah, a rich sense of and self and a rich sense of us in partnership. I get to be a human You're going to get the exact words you need to communicate the hard shit. You're going to get my step-by-step processes to literally understand and heal your triggers so that you don't get triggered by the same things anymore. And not to mention, you're going to end pointless fighting once and for all. So my next step is to stop. This program is fucking revolutionary. Now, I'm about to open it up to the public, but I wanted to offer it to my beloved listeners first. So if you're listening to this episode fresh and you're thinking, you know, me and my partner might want... To stupid idiot. experience massive, profound transformation, and we want to work with Nikki and fucking do it. Stop immediately. Please reach out agree. ASAP. These spots will deep. fill out and fast. A lot and every time I open up my couples program, I it sells out. So please, again. if you're hearing this, I want to offer this to you guys first. Um, I will be launching this to the public <sighs> next week. So please reach out at relationshipbadass.com. You can email me relationshipbadass at gmail.com or hit me up on the Instagram and let me know you want more information, you want in, and we will chat and see if this is a fuck yes for you and your partner. Oh, I cannot wait to massively so, fucking serve you guys with this incredible program I've created. I'm so deep deeply honored to bring this to two of you. So can't so wait to meet you. Me. I fucking love you guys. Mm-hmm. And let's dive right back into Coming this juicy into episode. Body and into presence. So from here... My third step is to apologize to myself right away with deep compassion and, and genuine care. Not spiraling into my shame, right? So it's not, oh, I'm so sorry. God, I'm such an idiot for talking to myself that way, right? I got to be careful because it's almost easy to just go into more shame about how could I talk to myself like that? So I'm very mindful of, nope, this is me just loving on myself. So it's it's apologizing to myself in the same way I apologize to my partner when I have those outbursts, those moments where I said something, you know, I wish I hadn't, or the same way I would apologize to my best friend in that case. So, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Those words are not true. Mm. Come here. I love you. You're so special. I know I said those things, but I didn't mean it. You are magnificent and wonderful just as you are. Come here. Right? So I begin that process of apology with myself. It's like, no big deal. I'm a human. I said something I didn't mean to. I'm just going to apologize and let you know I love you. And I didn't mean those things. And those are not true. So that's my fourth step is to apologize. Once I've apologized, my 
comments on this a lot, but we all have what I like to call a little girl or a little boy inside of us who is just scared and hurt and looking for love. Oftentimes when we're reacting or reactive or triggered, it is our little boy or our little girl inside responding to a threat or a fear from many years ago. And so this is all inner child work. If you're more interested in this, you can talk to me one-on-one or get on the waiting list for my one-on-one coaching. I work with my clients on this quite a bit. So comforting my little girl. So I'm apologizing and then I'm comforting. This includes soothing touch. So I'm, you guys can't see me in podcast land, but I'm, I'm like hugging myself right now, giving myself these loving little squeezes on my shoulders, on my neck, on my arms, and just nuzzling into that. Comforting words, comforting touch, kisses, softness, kindness, hugs. So I'm just like, there, there, sweet thing. I love you so much. It's okay. I know. I'm here. I'm here. And I love you. I'm not going to leave you. Yeah. So this is kind of what it looks and sounds like when I'm comforting my my little girl. So I'm going to apologize and I'm going to comfort my little girl until I feel a shift within myself. Right? So I notice when I've comforted her to a point of she's feeling better because I noticed a shift within me. And that shift feels like opening. It feels like release. It feels ah, like that. So I comfort her. And then my, what is this, step number six. After I'm feeling all good and comforted and nourished, and maybe now I'm just sitting or standing in a space of like holding myself, just like mm, all nuzzled in there, feeling real good. Once I'm in that place, then I, then I move to step six, which is disowning those thoughts. Right. So I go back and I look at those thoughts. Those thoughts aren't mine. Right. You think, you'd think they are, but it's like I'm not the first person to have the thought. I am an idiot. Tony Robbins talks about this really brilliantly, in my opinion, but he says, those are not your thoughts. And he does this in a room full of thousands of people, so he'll have someone share one of their most taunting thoughts, right, in this big room. And then he'll ask the audience, has anyone else ever had that thought? If so, please raise your hand. And tens of thousands of hands go up, right? And so it's a really cool physical demonstration of that's not your thought. You think it is, but really it's just something you've heard or learned or absorbed from the ethers, and it's not yours. So you can simply say, oh, look at that. It's not mine. I release you. And let that thought go. You don't have to hold on to that. And I really love how he talks about that because it's so true. So I do my work of then disowning the thoughts that hurt me, harmed me the most. So... Not only are these thoughts not even mine, 
They hold no truth. And once I'm regrounded again, so if I try and if I try and disown the thoughts right after I've said the thoughts when I'm still activated and I'm in it, right? I'm still kind of triggered, activated. I'm probably not going to get very far because I'm in that back of my brain animalistic part where I'm detecting for threats and I'm not able to make decisions from a very grounded place. Probably not going to be able to disown those thoughts. So that's why I do this in this order that I've shared with you guys today. Because once I've apologized to myself, then I've comforted my little girl. I'm using breath. I'm using touch, comforting words. Now my nervous system is relaxed. Now I can breathe and ease into the sort of the work, which is disowning the thoughts, right? So sometimes I look at the thoughts and I'm like, this is not true. And I will find evidence in my life to show this isn't true, right? So I'm a fucking idiot. Nikki, that's not true. You're brilliant. Look at all the things you've done. Look at all the things you know. Um, look what you can do. Like, And I just find actual evidence in my life to prove the thought not true. And it's like, yeah, this thought's not true. So I do my work on disowning the thoughts and, and separating myself from them. And the final step in all of this is to forgive myself. To forgive myself for speaking the thoughts thinking the thoughts right for going down this path and this step is so important without this step the whole process is almost null forgiving yourself is so important right and you can think of it as the same way that you would forgive your mom or your partner, or your best friend for speaking to you in a certain way, right? We've all had that experience of someone speaking to us with unkind words or an unkind tone, and then it hurts, right? And then they come calm down and do some reflecting and come back and say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. And you know, that's, that wasn't true. That was just speaking and I was scared. And then for many of us, we've had the experience of then forgiving that person, right? Because, well, damn, this relationship is important to me and I love you. And most of the time you're very loving towards me. So I imagine you care and I can, I can accept this apology. And so why can't we do the same with ourselves? So step seven, I forgiving yourself. I am human. Life is a game and messiness is intended. So self-forgiveness, I am a human. It's okay that my process is messy. I didn't come here to do it perfectly. If that's why I came here, I wouldn't have even come here. I would be a descended ball of light back to where we came from, living as an unbounded spirit in the untethered worlds of the heavens. (laughs) We are here to be human, which means falling down and being messy and so the more we can learn to just embrace that and love that oh my gosh you guys everything becomes so much better I mean this is a bit of a side tangent but that was the number one that's a bold statement 
I want to say it's the number one, but I'll say one of the most powerful shifts that helped me to what I call divorce my once chronic anxiety. So I used to call myself chronically anxious, self-diagnosed, and one of the most powerful things that helped me to shift that, I don't deal with anxiety anymore. I don't call myself anxious. I don't, I don't get down with that box label. I won't put myself in that box anymore. I do have moments where I experience anxiousness, but I don't call myself anxious or I have anxiety. Um, but one of the things that really helped me with that was learning to embrace the messy, dynamic experience of being a human. Because I used to believe that pain and mess and quote-unquote messing up or falling down or not doing it right, quote-unquote, was so bad. And like if it happened, then everything was bad and fucked. And, um, you know, I was bad. And like, oh my God, how could I mess this up? And it was just a self-perpetuating prison. And I realized, wait, what if I can just be like, <laughs> look at that, I'm human. <laughs> Damn, I did that thing. Yeah, I showed up like a two-year-old in that conversation, even though I've been studying communication for like three years now and mastered all these tools. Huh, human, look at that. Now I get to grow through the process of stronger self-forgiveness and repair with my partner. What a great opportunity, right? So it's all perspective. And so self-forgiveness, super important part of this process, Um I'm going to cut off my tangent on anxiety because that could be an entire episode in itself, and maybe it will. Um, So this is how I deal with negative self-talk in a moment. And I do this over and over and over again as it is needed. Now, there's a few other practices I want to share with you guys um, that have helped me This is what I do in the moment, right? So what am I doing not in the moment to also nourish this transformation? One thing that changed my life was the 30-day talk to myself in the mirror challenge. So I have given this to a few of my clients. um, And this was a challenge. I don't even remember where I heard it, you guys. Somewhere in my early days of growth and development where I was really lost and really hard on myself and looking for looking to change and pretty much open to trying anything and so I heard somewhere this 30-day talk to yourself in the mirror challenge and you know the funny thing is the hardest part about that challenge is committing to the 30 days I did it and it was so fucking amazing for me to witness that transformation because on day one I like I can remember it so clearly looking in the mirror and trying to say nice things and feeling so weird that I could barely get the words out. Like almost stuttering, like, you're really great. And just looking at myself and noticing like, wow, it's so hard for me to say something nice to myself right now. Wow. So, you know, now I can't pass a mirror without going what's up beautiful how you doing oh and sometimes I get mm, give myself some kisses and <laughs> so it all started with this 30 day self talking to myself in the mirror challenge and the challenge is talk to yourself for 30 seconds a minute set a timer every single day for 30 days and the goal is to say positive things 
And if you can't say positive things, just say nothing and look at yourself until you can. So that's a practice that changed my life. So I'm now sharing it with you guys. Um, so daily mantras for quieting the self-talk. This has been so transformative for me. I love daily mantras. Now, I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm not the person who has like a 10, 20, 30 minute meditation practice set aside every day. But I love my daily mantras. And so what I like to do is just say them, sing them, shout them, think them. My favorite is to sing them personally. (laughs) But I've now trained myself to like, whenever I'm doing something where I just have space, it's like maybe I'm driving to the post office or I'm walking through the woods and I notice there's space all of a sudden. I might just be like, oh, cool. I'm going to pray. I'm going to say some mantras. I'm going to sing. And I return to these mantras all the time. So I have actually created a little yummy little JPEG with some of my favorite daily mantras for quieting negative self-talk. All on a little tiny image that you guys can download onto your phone and literally have it in your pocket in your photos on your phone as a nice little reminder. So if you want to snag that, go ahead and click the link in the show notes. I will say um, I'll have a link. It'll say like free daily mantras to quiet negative self-talk download or something. And then follow that link and it'll take you right there. So I made that for you guys. But that is also something that has been so helpful for me because personally for me, in integrating like mantras and affirmations throughout my day has proven actually a lot more powerful for me than even back when I was trying to do like a 5, 10, 20 minute like reciting my manifestation practice in the morning type of thing. That proved not to really work for me. It wasn't a good fit for me. But what does really work is integrating these throughout my day. Doing the dishes, you know. I am guided. I am guarded. I am provided for. I am protected. That's one of my favorites. (laughs) I'll just sing that while I'm doing the dishes, you know. So... Uh, Grab that download, pause this right now, go scroll down to the show notes and snag that download and start bringing these mantras into your world and especially use them. If you're dealing with a lot of negative self-talk right now, you can like really pull these out after that, you know, back to the seven step process I shared with you guys. After you notice the negative self-talk and then you stop and immediately breathe. You could even insert some of these mantras before you go into your apology if you wanted and just like recite some of these to bring you back to your truth and what you know to be true. It's a really yummy download, you guys, so go ahead and snake that. Um, yeah, so some another thing I did in my many years of working with this was, this is my one of my favorite things. So I rewrote stories of my life into little badass adventure tales. So particularly stories in my life where I had a lot of judgment on myself. So I'm just going to share an example with you guys. I used to tell the story of my life, this part of my life, where I was overweight in elementary and middle school, obese, very overweight, and I wasn't popular and I got made fun of. And 
you know, they're like, I would tell this story, like this sad little girl, like, yeah, I was just this fat little girl. And one time I sang at the talent show and these boys booed me and like, I had no friends. I was such a loser. And I told this story just like I told you guys just now like yeah I was such a loser like with almost like pity and regret and shame all over it and um you know I realized like if I'm not loving parts of my story I'm not fully loving myself so I actually have to learn so part of my journey to quote-unquote self-love you could say like I realized okay I have to love myself now and then it was like oh Everything that's happened in my life brought me here. So I can't love myself now without loving every single thing that got me here. So actually, all those things from my past I'm judging, I have to learn to love those. That's been my most powerful work. So the way I rewrote that story, I don't remember it exactly, but I have a little journal where I literally have these stories written out as adventure tales. So it's like this young, young girl goes to public school. She's an outsider. She's unique. She's a little bit of a loner. And like I write it as like this journey, right? And she deals with, and so like the the guys who teased me in middle school become like the villains almost, you know? And so she's, she's up against villains every day and she uses her armor of love and her power of kindness to fight through the villains. And like it became this little adventure story. And in the end, you know, um, I found love and... Um, I ended, I did in my real life stories. I ended up joining three sports in high school. I was sick of being the fat girl and worked my ass off and lost all the weight. And, um, so I somehow tied that into the story, but you can kind of rewrite these stories of your life as these little epic adventure tales. Think of your child self as a fucking badass who is dealing with stuff that like as kids, we didn't get to choose our circumstances, even being overweight as a kid. You know, like I, I love that experience and I'm so grateful for it. And there's no part of me that wants to eliminate it. And it's like, I didn't know what the fuck I was eating back then. I ate what my mom told me to eat. I ate what my mom bought me, which was a lot of McDonald's. And she would give us money for candy because we could like walk to the Walgreens a couple miles away. She could probably get like a little much needed alone time. We'd go off on a walk, we'd get candy. And so, you know, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So like as a kid, we don't choose these experiences. So think of yourself as this little badass superhero who's doing his or her best to deal with that which we have been given to deal with and see if you can write yourself some badass adventure stories about your past. And finally, the single most helpful thing for me in learning to fully shift and quiet my negative self-talk was... Hiring a coach, of course, because all of these ideas are amazing. And guess what? Why don't most people finish the 30-day self-talk in the mirror challenge? Because they just stop doing it, right? It's so easy. But most of us need help being accountable. We need help having someone, bleh. we need help integrating these practices and tools into our life. So it's like, yeah, I hired myself a fucking coach because I wasn't kidding around here and I truly believe that that coach is the reason why today I can tell you guys like I don't deal with negative self-talk a lot of course I deal with it I'm a human but like I said when it showed up in Maui a few weeks ago I noticed it immediately I was like whoa 
I haven't had a visit from this fear gremlin in a while. <laughs> so you can do all these practices. You can use my seven-step process. And if you want extra accountability and you really want to change this part of your life, go hire a coach. I'm currently full for my one-on-one slots. So if you want to work with me, you can click the link in these show notes to get on the wait list. Um, there's just a couple people on the wait list right now. I have one to two spots opening in December and then the rest will be opening in 2020. So if you want to work together, go ahead and get on that wait list because as it grows, that'll be more time to wait until there's a spot available. So when you're on the list, you get first dibs on coaching spots that open up. So you guys, to kind of bring this full circle here, the most powerful thing you can do right now to begin this journey is to decide. It's to decide right now that you are going to change your relationship with yourself. Put your right hand up with me if you feel called right now and say, I decide, repeat after me, that I am worth it. That I am going to put focus, time, and energy towards shifting this part of my life. I am going to have the most divine relationship with myself ever. And I am so excited. Bless this process and its many dynamic routes and avenues. I'm here for all of it. Thank you, Spirit, Universe, God, for inviting me to cultivate a more meaningful and loving relationship with myself and my language. Woo, there it is. So make a decision, make a commitment, write it down, speak it, sing it, and decide right fucking now. Your decision is the most powerful. So after that decision, again, go grab my free download, Daily Mantras to Quiet Negative Self-Talk. Go hop on the waiting list for my one-on-one coaching if you want support. Challenge yourself to do this 30-day Talk to Self in the Mirror Challenge. You guys, this shit is powerful if you actually follow through. Can bring up some can bring up some stuff. Yeah, so negative self-talk, fear gremlins. <laughs> we all have them, right? And I think what's coming up for me right now is the biggest piece of all of this is to not make yourself wrong for having fear gremlins. You're just a human. I'm just a human. And that was, that was really, I feel, the biggest key for me in Maui a few weeks ago is just that self-compassion, right? Like, damn, okay, I'm hurting. This is where I am. It's okay if you experience negative self-talk. There's nothing wrong with you. And you can make a decision to change and shift that right now. Both can be true. Mm. All right, you guys, if you have any questions, thoughts, experience of your own to share, please reach out to me. I always love hearing 
from you guys on the episodes. You can keep the conversation going in my Facebook group. You can hit me up at Relationship Badass on Instagram. Screenshot this episode right now. Throw it in your Instagram stories and tag me in it at Relationship Badass. That is awesome to see. That lights up my fucking day. I'm like, ooh, you're listening. Um, so I love that. And please leave, leave me a rating and review. Um, it means so much. It's so helpful. It's the currency of iTunes. And this week, I will consider it my 27th birthday present. <laughs> so thank you all for listening, for being here. For saying yes to yourself and your growth and saying yes to you because you are a magnificent, deeply meaningful and powerful creation of God. And I'm so happy to be in connection with you through this platform. One final note, my live event is less than two weeks away. If you have been considering coming but you're scared because the money, the time, I will just tell you that you will not be scared afterwards. Take a risk, spend the money, invest in yourself in this way, you guys. $150, it's not a big investment in yourself. And show up and see what happens because holy shit, you guys, if you've never experienced a life-changing live event, It's time, and this is one of the most affordable and accessible out there, and it's going to be the most powerful. So just take your chance on me. If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, if you've been following me on Instagram, you know I got nothing but good, juicy shit to share. It's going to be raw. It's going to be real. It's going to be be magical. It's going to be bone-chilling, transformational, and beautiful. So can't wait to squeeze you in person i love you thank you for showing up and i will catch you in the next